This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. From the Gotham Podcast Studios, it's the Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast, Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca, episode number 40. And for the first time, we have a guest returning. Yes. Woohoo! <laughs> you just heard her. That is the great <laughs> Michelle Yu, reporter, anchor, SNY. She is back. I'm the back. Time. You're the first and person to come back twice. Well, thank you. I feel so flattered. Yeah, and you were shocked to find out that your video did the most views out of any video we put out. I truly am so <laughs> shocked. It's true. It's not a lot. Well, lie. I'm Asian. We don't take compliments. So <laughs> we, we're, I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you should take that compliment. It's 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 really it's really good. It's a really really well, good. Well, thank one. you so much. I'm happy to be back. Really happy. Yes, to be yes, back. yes, yes. We're wanna, happy to have. Want to just tell everybody? Make sure everybody's phones is on airplane mode before we continue. Mine's recording. on airplane mode. Mm-hmm. I was continue. playing a lot of games because I was stuck on the train. Oh, we just, I, we're gonna I start with that. To, Both of you guys got here late oh because. My God. Stuff, so the I, MTA. The MTA sucks because <laughs> it is the weekend, and I get you have to do your work, but you know people have to go places on the weekends too. They do. Like I was stuck on West Fourth Street for that's, fifteen minutes. That's where minutes. I was. Yes, that's thank where I you. Was. Yes. You guys oh, had a shared MTA hell experience. Were you on the A? I yeah, the Blue Line. It was on the E. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It that's was where awful. I was too. I got off and walked and took a. I just I forgot to pay my Lyft driver. He's gonna have to wait. But <laughs> it's like, so I left. Pay him or tip him. I'm not tipping. I'm, I don't tip Lyft drivers. Oh, that's another conversation. We yeah, that's another okay. conversation. Well, somebody asked me that. Did yeah. you text me that and ask me that the other day? No. Okay, somebody asked But me I that. don't because, like, you're already getting paid. Whatever. Um, what's it called? <laughs> Nightmare MTA. So, so, that's what we're talking about. So uh, I left. 
to get to get here, I always say it's a forty minute commute. Right. You know, what I mean? it's easy to get to. So I left at four, thinking I'll probably be here around four forty-five, because you know, give or take, maybe we'll stop at a stop or whatever. Because mm-hmm. you know, the train takes rest stops. Oh <laughs> yeah, this like one that. took like a fifteen-minute rest stop at West Fourth Street. And you didn't have that long of a ride. Either. No, I mean, I it, it takes me fifteen minutes to get here, but it <laughs> took me an extra like thirty minutes because of that. So- I I got I. So the L was perfect today. The L was fine. Which but, is a shocker because that's going to be that's putting a lot of people oh, very gonna, miserably. I'm, I'm going to, I might get a bike. I'm not even kidding. I might get a bike instead of a car or something. Like, I got to do something. That's what de Blasio wants you to do. So, so okay, so never mind. <laughs> yes, I don't, exactly. I don't, don't, don't do, let him win. I don't want older people to tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, Michelle, are you in? Because Brian had this rant a couple weeks ago. He's late. Oh, I have another one coming right now. Are you down on the MTA? Do you you feel like the MTA? Are you another person going to say MTA sucks? Because I get all these complaints. Like, my fiance, Marguerite, is always texting me in the morning going to work. She's like, ah, babe, another delay. Oh, the (sighs) MTA. If you want to go on the MTA and you want to, like, have a nice meditation for your day, you go on the MTA. (laughs) That's what you do. Because you sit there. You could play your game. I play my toy blast. Like, it's like a Candy Crush game. I send my emails. I text people. They have free (laughs) Wi-Fi. I mean, it's like they want you to enjoy the MTA, but it's a nightmare. So I do all my errands on the MTA. So sometimes I go home and visit my parents on... On the uh, in the Bronx, so I take the two three train. Right. That's like going to like Pittsburgh, you know, <laughs> because I'm in the Bronx going to Manhattan. I might as well like go back, you know, to DC on an Amtrak back and forth, and I can make that time. It's ridiculous. And along the way, I see a lot of different characters. Oh, throughout. absolutely. Oh, wow. well, you, get your, so you get your entertainment. You I get do. Meditation and entertainment. Yes. That's yeah. what you'll get. Yes, but yeah. that, it, not in a good way. No. no. Not don't, in a good don't way. Don't get me started on no, that. The, look, some people use it as not opportunity to ask you for some things that you're not prepared to give them so there's that um anyway so what's it called yes. so i transferred onto the a at like uh what is that eighth avenue or whatever so i got on we got to what was the next stop what's before west fourth street do you remember what's before west fourth street? broadway lafayette okay we were on broadway lafayette mm-hmm. in between there and west fourth street we just stopped no explanation randomly we just stopped and then i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> like it's bad you're a native new yorker you know what this is already so it's like okay so we're probably gonna be here for a while that's when i sent the text and then about 15 minutes later we get to west fourth and then for some reason they just start going on the f line like without explanation at all so then you know we get to uh west fourth whatever the stop is after that i got off and i took a lift to get here which also took a while because the driver was nine minutes away Cancel the ride. Oh, he wait, doesn't deserve a tip. Waited a few minutes, and then and Text. then and then the next driver that I called was seven minutes away, and I'm like, all right, whatever. That's a one star gonna, for him. I'm just gonna take it. A one star. One star, no tip. Or for, one star with a tip. One star. Look, no I'm tip. all about keeping your business going, so I try to give all that these drivers. That face you have on right now, Brian, is a one star with no tip. I mean, and Brian's he, like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. He I'm looks. You know what? I don't recommend driving through Manhattan. <laughs> but you know, I'm not gonna give him the one. St- I give the MTA one star. Can I do that? Because I already I'm tweeted at them. I'm like, listen, star. the weekend is not an opportunity for you or an excuse for to you stop. to be no to be incompetent and yes. to be incompetent without explanation. Agreed. Tell us, and if you're gonna tell us, don't leave the fan on so we can hear you why you suck today. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but you see, here's the thing, guys. I think that the MTA doesn't give an explanation because they don't have to. Because they're like, how else are you going to get around as efficiently and cheaply as this? We don't have to. 
That I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's why they do it. I'm getting do a car not, next year. I'm getting I'm a car next you, year. I'm just like, telling that's you that's why not they the, do it. Dex, that's not the right way to think. We need to fight this fight. <laughs> how? Listen, New Yorkers, how, fight how, this how, fight. How? I want to know how. I, I don't know. know. Right? I will get out in front of this. I will use this don't podcast medium to get out in front of this. I know. I was like, don't get in front of the train. That's what I was thinking. No, 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 and that's and what Michelle matters. Is. And and I and, and Michelle is back. Yeah, I'm glad about that. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad that you didn't have to pay an extra eight fifty for a lift ride. <laughs> <laughs> to which yes. I still haven't made yes. official because I still haven't paid the man yet. I don't think you are. By I'll, the way, I love this room right now. It's like the United Colors of Benetton. It is. It is. It's lovely. It is. It's it really so lovely. Is. But it's always lovely. It is. Together. A nice shirt you have on. Yellow, like a little yellow <laughs> Black you know? Panther. So, well, yeah, I love it. I mean, I don't have any. I look like a sailor. Well, but, you're, you're you wearing know. my favorite color, navy blue. Navy yes, blue and yes. And, yeah, it, this and, is fantastic. And I have a, a black. I have it's a multi I have a Nazquil, uh, pre, pre-Kanye and Khalees. Uh, controversy. Wow, nice. so New York. I just want to point that out. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, but I Mich- love it. But Michelle, you were here. What have you been up to? Um, last time we had you on, uh, Athletic Appetites was rolling. Now it's yeah. changed. Now you got a half hour show. Mm. Yeah. So got, um, hopefully you haven't got big time on us, but you're yeah. back here. So no. no, I'm here. <laughs> uh, no, it's been really a lot of fun. Like I've really had a great opportunity to like meet wonderful athletes and um, get to know them in in a different way. I think when you eat with someone, there's a genuine connection. And I think, um, you know, as Anthony Bourdain, may he rest in peace, once yes. said, when mm. you sit down with someone for a meal, you 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 know them in a way that, you know, you wouldn't know someone, you know, for 10 years if, you know, you mm. didn't eat with them. So um, so I think it's interesting, you know, like uh, meeting these athletes. They're just they're just normal people eating, you know, with you having a meal. So it's been really fun, and there's different cast of characters. What's what's been the difference, you know, now doing it as a half hour show as opposed to when you had segments and online? Like, how's that changed for you? Um, it hasn't changed that much because basically we're just grouping together some of the four segments that we've done mm. and just putting it together. So it's like the ins and outs. Like I remember the first one that we've done. Um, you know, we got to shoot a bunch of scenic stuff like and um around the city, and that was really cool. Yeah. You know, mm. Times Square, South Street Seaport, and all that stuff. So that was kind of fun. Um, we are looking for a sponsor for Athletic Appetites, too. So if you know anyone that would like to. We're looking for one, too. <laughs> how about Lyft or Uber Eats, you know, yeah. if you're oh, listening we, uh, out there. We actually have Lyft, uh, uh, kind oh, of. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. For this so, podcast. Um, but it's going well. I, I Don't did, get the MTA. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, not the MTA. Um, although if the MTA did sponsor Athletic Appetites, I would like them a little bit more. Would you? Yeah, I, I would. I would. I would, would give them like, a on pass. Time? Uh, you know, that's true. With the athletes <laughs> coming on time, that would be a whole other issue. If the athletes had to come in to my shoot right, on a I'm subway, yeah. um, that oh, would be boy. crazy. But, uh. um, but it's been a lot of fun. I did a Jets tasting. I tasted some of the foods. That was what it was. Yeah. Now I remember. Oh, yeah, you were texting me about The that. other yeah. day, the other day you posted something on Instagram. Yes. One of the Instagram stories. It was a close-up on, you were at MetLife. Yes. Uh, and it was a close-up on these tater tots you had. Oh, yeah. And we were on the, those. we were on, we, no, called you called you. me after. Yes, actually called you but after. It was like right at that moment, and I was like, "Yo, thank God you called me because I was looking at these tater tots Michelle posted, <laughs> and they were so good." Yes, it was awesome. That legitimately happened. Were and they was... as good as they looked? They were. They were very good. All the food there is very good. It's it's all kind of like 
nasty delicious, right? It's like <laughs> a trillion calories, but so yummy. Now, when I say nasty, were you, were you oh, doing the so that's like the players in like the the, la- the what's the club lounge they have on the lower level? Oh, the um, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the Toyota lounge. The Toyota lounge. Were you, yeah. Yeah. Was it there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. Okay, because I've had there. some of the food there. It's really oh, good. Oh, it's really good. Really good. Well, I, what I love about this year's, uh, I'll give you a little preview of the okay. of the Jets food this year yeah, we is that watch there is this. a lot of international flavor because they have like empanadas like from um, Colombia and then they, they do a little empanadas with like Asian stuff and like um, Korean stuff like kimchi and Chinese and Ooh. like um, European food like French and like so it's, it's very interesting that they did a little global spin to it huh. and they did a little healthy spin to it so mm. if you want to go to MetLife Stadium and eat that. healthy you can get like a nice like uh, farro kale fresh heirloom tomato salad with some grilled chicken Ooh, so it oh, sounds so like hungry. nice and fresh and farm to table which is huh. a different flair you know for a football game yes definitely which different. is which yes. is great um so uh, my segment on that air is uh in one of the jets pregame shows because we want okay. all the jet fans to like to get, see that, uh, to see that. Right, right, and right, then right. of course they had the usual like nasty but delicious food like the tater tots but they had like truffle french fries and mm. things like that so <laughs> that that was really yummy and the and uh the oh no the burger that's different to food tasting sorry oh, i get my food okay. tasting <laughs> mixed you, up you, I why? Yeah, <laughs> uh, they have a great chicken parm like okay. station with like you know chicken. Oh, oh, and these uh, Korean barbecue like kimchi like uh, brisket barbecue. sliders. Brisket sliders. Yeah, so good. And you know I'm a fiend for brisket. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, but it's like Korean barbecue style, style, which I love brisket. Okay. Ooh. So it, there's a twist to it. So it's very good. So okay. definitely, if you go, you got to check that out. All right. So you've got some interesting stuff coming up. I have to ask you because you're always traveling. Yeah. And I can't even keep up with you. Where have you gone uh, this summer, and did you taste any good food while you were gone? So I toured Italy. Like, yes, all that's right. Right, 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 yeah, right, 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 right. So I, so my husband and I, we went to, uh, flew into Rome, drove down to um, in, uh, Amalfi Coast. We did a little Amalfi Coast, then went up to Naples, the Pompeii, mm. and then we flew up to Milan, and then we drove up to Lake Como. And we were in, we came back to Milan and spent some time there and then flew home. So we were gone for like almost two weeks and great. it was great. And we got to taste like different foods of Italy, which is fantastic because like each region has like really different foods. Yep. Um, a lot of pasta eating, but <laughs> like all good. You think everything is like fresh there. I, I, you know, I cooked with John Franco once and yes. he, he said to me, he goes, Michelle, when you go to Italy, everything is just like not fattening because it's so fresh and it's, <laughs> I go, no, it's still pasta, John. He's yes. like, no, everything is so fresh. It's, it's good for you. So <laughs> that's, that was my fattening. mentality <laughs> yeah. that when I went there, but it was, it was so delicious. It was, was so it good. good. How, yeah. how was the wine out there? Oh my God. The day. wine is so cheap. It's cheaper than a bottle I've of water. Heard. Like, I'm not lying really? to you. It's like three euros for... Another reason like, to hate America? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't drink, give me any more. drinking for a lot cheaper. Oh, yeah. And people are drinking at 11 a.m. Like, I go I've there, heard. and I'm like, what are we doing with our lives? Seriously, what are we doing with our lives? So it's like wine for breakfast? Kind of. I'm fine with that. Like brunch every day. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. Well, you could be well, like Amari Stoudemire and bathe in wine. That's true. Or that you too. can. Or not. You can. I saw him at Big but Three last where, week. But, but <laughs> where, where you were going with that was what are we doing? You know, American culture seems like sometimes we don't enjoy no. enough, not in an indulgent way, but in a re- relaxation kind of way. It's right? true. We yeah. don't enjoy our lives enough, I don't think. And I feel like I well, see that whenever but, I travel. But you, I feel know, like that. you know what it is, though? We're, especially in this country, like we're programmed so much to just work, 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 work. Like we have, a, like, sick days are a stupid concept, if you yeah. think about it. You know what I mean? Like, if oh, you're yeah. sick. 
you're sick. You shouldn't have, you know. Oh, yeah, if, but if you're sick and you call out sick, they're like, oh, they're not sick. They're, you know, they're going somewhere. So, well, so it's like if you get, if you get like, God forbid, if you get cancer, do you run out of sick days? You know what's funny? At the, at the, <laughs> the where, where I work now, I don't have a limit on sick days. Oh. At all, which is actually we gotta really all, nice. all work there then, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, I remember when I saw that when I got hired, I was like, "Oh wow, there's no limit on sick days here." Yeah, you can. By just... the way, congratulations on your new job. Thank so right, proud right. of you, Dex. Right. Thank you. Oh man, now, yes. Michelle has me blushing now. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate but, it. But appreciate it's, it. it's true though. Like in American cultures, we're just kind of brought up that way. Where hey, you're supposed to even even if you're very efficient at your job. Where, mm-hmm. like, you don't need to be there 9 to 5. You can do all your work from 9 to 1. Yes. But, no, you have to stay here, show face, because right. it's very important to just be at this job in this little cubicle, and then you can go. Yeah. And by the time yeah. you get home, you're fried. You just want to, you know, exactly. watch TV or play video games and do nothing, and then it's like... Which is why you have to try to enjoy life as much as possible and do what you love. But we should be doing it in Italy. <laughs> That's what we should be doing, or the Italian way. At least. Yes, <laughs> I mean, I, like this is a, a, a sample life of uh, Italy. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and I'm not even talking about people on mm-hmm. vacation. They wake up, they get their little pastry or or whatnot, a little ca- ca- cup of coffee, which is delicious. Sit there, ponder about life for you yeah, know an hour. Way more relaxed. Talk to their neighbors, and yep. then you know, all of a sudden it's ten o'clock. Oh, it's lunchtime. Oh, let me take a two-hour lunch. They take two-hour lunches. That. Places are closed. Stores, Stores are closed. closed. Lunch. So they're back at two, and then they're done by five, and they're like, oh, it's time for aperitivo, which is like mm-hmm. ha- you know, happy hour, right. but it's not really dinner. Oh, by the way, this is the other thing Americans are doing happy hour wrong. Like <laughs> massive plates of free food, delicious. I'm not talking about little peanuts. I'm talking about big slices of like nice pizzas and chunks of like – um, fresh like zucchini, like fried zucchini, like balls and like whatnot, free for you to enjoy during a parentival hour drinking. while you're drinking. Why do I need to eat dinner? That's <laughs> you true. know what I'm saying? That's Plus, true. it's also better when you when you when you're drinking instead of the way we do it here, which is like try to down as much alcohol as oh, you yeah. can possibly for cheap during the hours yes. from five to seven. They give you some pretzels, <laughs> yeah. and they're saying they're generous here, yeah. right? Pretzels, and I bet you, and I bet you, and I bet you, in Italy they still get a lot of work done. Yeah, they do. I'm sure they do. I bet you I'm they sure. do. And it's funny you guys bring this up. because We're I doing didn't... everything ass backwards. We, we are. are. We're we hustling are. backwards for sure. Totally. And I remember my cousin was bringing up the same thing. She lives in France. And she was telling me, yeah. oh, in America, you guys are just working way too hard. And we were just having this conversation. For not enough ago. money. Yeah, that's yes, it. Yes, it's and true. And she's right. She's, she's right. The European culture, because not just Italy, it's France and yeah. even England. It's just so much different, so much more relaxed. And they just enjoy oh, themselves more on vacations. Yeah. Whatever. But bringing it back to the it's States. Yeah, we, are we, have to. Part, we do. Because we have a Because ten- it's Sunday and it's after Sunday, this I have to go to work. You have to go to work. Right. And part of the reason we have Michelle here is Michelle's an avid uh tennis fan and has done a lot of coverage My on the My favorite US Open. two weeks. Yes, your favorite two weeks, which is why we have you here for I this. I will be episode. there tomorrow. Oh um, good. And I'm, I'm covering it this year. The so US I'll be there Open. there a bunch of the two weeks, yeah. So you guys will be at the US Open. Yep. Yes. Um it's another interesting year, but I think Serena is always a story, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> somehow, yeah. Somehow, Serena is always a story. But before we get into Serena playing, okay, we had this thing come up from Serena. Uh, French Open was a president. In an interview, uh, said Serena could no longer wear the catsuit she wore this year. Right. Uh, it was designed by Nike to help her with the blood, blood clotting clots. that she experienced through pregnancy. 
I had my reaction to this, um, which I was disappointed in the French Open. What was your reaction to this and saying, hey, Serena can't wear this anymore? Well, I thought it was weird. The one quote from the French Federation that mm-hmm. I thought was offensive was, you have to respect the game. Yeah, I hate that. So, okay, so I get, like, Wimbledon, for example, like, you have to wear all white. white. So mm-hmm. I guess that's a tradition, right? So if that's something that's been set mm-hmm. that you have to do and you come wearing black, then, you know, I get it if you're being kicked out, like, it's fine. You know, because that's been the tradition for a hundred years. You have to respect that. Right. You have to respect that part of the game, which I I do. That I'm fine with. Respect. Agree. Yeah. Even though you know I don't care about. Tradition. You don't care for traditions. Yeah. We know this. Well, that, that's like the British, right? Yeah. Like the Queen comes, you know, like it's all that stuff. All but like in this case, like. I don't know. People have been wearing weird clothes to play in the French <laughs> Open like forever. It's not so one year. I mean, this year Serena comes in with an all black getup, and she just had a baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna and sh- and she needed those pants for blood circulation. Should... Which, by the way, the French Federation claims they did not know. I don't know if you knew. There's a new twist to this not now. They've come out. Serena was at media day yesterday, and she came out to right, say yeah, that everything is smoothed over because she talked to them, and that the French Federation did not know that it was for blood circulation and that if they had known that they would not have said what they have said. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just to take that, and I thought you said something initially. You said, hey, this this where you found it offensive. Right. And I did too, and I thought thought any women that want to play the sport should absolutely be offended by this because I looked at the outfit and I started saying, what's wrong with it well because it's not that cute little dress where you show you know your legs and so because we're seeing some of serena's curves you got you're mad at that i'm not mad at you yeah i'm just saying you still can in the catsuit right no i'm saying you still could in any in any other outfit right i don't think it made a difference that's what i'm saying yeah so from their perspective it's like what are you guys what are you doing so i'm like (laughs) now you were like this catsuit in their words this is too far because i don't want to misquote them it's like this is going too far. Right. How? Why didn't anybody ask this question in an interview? Right. How is this going too far? But why didn't anyone say anything before? Like, why is it now? French Open was over you. Timing months is ago. interesting, right? The right. Announces two days before the U.S. Yes. Open. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So why? that is the thing. I was like, okay, she wore this when she first wore that at the French Open. Well, Serena has always been known to wear interesting outfits. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. that's her. That's who she is. And when she wore the cat suit, I was like. Oh, you know, this is her way of saying I'm a superhero. You know, I'm. And I love the whole black Panther thing. Yeah, yeah. So fine. That that's her way of expressing herself. You know, to her fans, which I think is great because everyone should express, you know, to their fans in their own way, in their own. Everyone should not just wear the same tennis skirt and you know do whatever and be like you know here. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know why they said it months later. Like, oh, next year, like, she can't do that. So I thought the timing, like you said, was Very a little strange. Yes, and sure, then sure. Yep. and then now to say, like, it's okay, it's all a little fishy. Like, I think there was a little bit of, um, well, Serena uh, and her fans are calling it racism. But I don't exactly, I don't want to say it's racism. I think it's a little bit of a bias. Like, saying, I I'd don't know. I'd say it leans a little bit more to sexism yes. to me. Because at least... That's what it screamed to me. I understand where her black fans, right. myself, of course. may say it's a little bit of racism yes. because yeah. of the Black Panther, of the course. empowerment thing that might yes. come through it. I can't. Defin- I didn't see it that way, though. I can't definitively say that. So yeah. I don't see the, what screamed to me was sexism because I was just wondering if 
other women did this. And this is maybe- Or if a man wore long pants right, to play. Right. Like what if a Roger Federer wore long pants to play and it was fitted and it was like spandex? Like right. what would they say? Right. Would would we then criticize that man for right. showing off his body? Right. No, I don't think it will play that way. I don't and think that's so what either. that's what I can't definitively say that it's racist, although, but I although do see the sexism. It, it could. I mean Well Twitter you know. went wild and a lot of like, yeah, like oh, you absolutely. said the African American fans yeah, were all like, but, Oh my god, it's racism. But they were also pulling up they being like these Twitter streets. They were pulling up uh, the woman who played in a tournament with the all white get up. Uh, I don't remember who it was and what tournament it was. This is from like the 80s and the 90s. It was well, woman... there's an American woman named Bethany Maddox Sands. Mm-hmm. She always wears eclectic outfits. She wears like um, knee high socks with like plaid. Uh, yes, and I've she, seen do you, I've you've seen, seen this. Yes, and so she wears this and, you know, she wears it as a fashion statement. And it's not for any medical reason or anything like that. No one said anything forever when she wears these type of outfits. There was another player a couple of years ago, a male player. Um, Radek Stepanak he mm-hmm. had holes like in the back of his, his shirt. shirt and people said that it resembled like a fish because it had holes and no one really said anything about that so if you want to talk about respecting the game <sighs> I don't think that's respecting the game when you're wearing something like that right so yeah. you're trying to tell me a standard tennis outfit is a tennis skirt and like a tank top and your hair in a ponytail so so you can still wear something with a hole or like knee knee high socks, but you can't wear a cat suit. Like that to me doesn't. That make my whole sense. thing is in most in most case scenarios, just don't tell me what to wear. Yeah, because I'm not gonna wear what you tell me what to wear. I think that <laughs> I think what you brought up with the other two people is that's probably what gave the opening for I think some people to be like, hey, is this racist? Because now you have this yes, black woman yes. that does this, and well, we saw these two yeah. other people who were, not, mic up. who were uh, who were white yeah. and they wore it. Yeah, and it was okay. I still think it leans more to sexism yes. here. And, and and where I do think it might go is it might have something to do with Serena's body type and being yep. a black woman and being a, maybe a little bit more curvaceous. And, and she's not 90 pounds, so it's, it's not <laughs> right for... Yeah, but who's 90 pounds that plays tennis, honestly? Nobody. Nobody. Right? Yeah. Even so, if you take your Maria Sharapovas and, yeah. and Anna Kornikovas and all these... Listen, whether you're a black, white, or Asian, they are like very curvy... Um, athletic type looking yes. athletes in tennis and basketball in whatever sport there is. So I don't understand why they're pinpointing and like you know saying that it's her. Like you know that that has to do this. I want to see. I want to. I mean, Serena says she doesn't really care and she's not going to wear the same thing twice. And I understand all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, She'll I come like out to, with something outrageous. Of, I think. I hope so. Yeah, I hope she, she does will. at the French Open too. Yeah. I love it. Just kind of be a big middle. Maybe like a ballerina, like tutu kind of thing. <laughs> It'll be, she should just do it'll something be like, so and she'll be like, I'm a French ballerina. What are you going to say? Yeah, for real. <laughs> right? You yeah. know? It should say bonjour in the front. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just no, but that. I mean, these outfits, like, I've always known Serena to wear stuff the way she wants to express herself. Absolutely. I thought this was another way, you know, of her expressing herself. I, I, I did too. Me. I did like, I did really like Nike's response. I was going to get to though. that. Did you, yeah. like, did you like Nike's response? I did like Nike's response. I thought response. it was fantastic. Where they said, well, what was it exactly? You can't take the, uh, you can't take the, uh, you can take the superhero out the costume, but you can't take away her powers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and, and kids are her superpowers. And I loved it. I no, loved that. it's fantastic. Yeah, that's literally who it applies to probably more than anybody else in sports outside of like LeBron. And I just, yeah. look, we talked about this before. I'm a huge Serena fan. I love Serena. I love everything she stood for. Um, everything that she's done. 
What do you what do you make of just where she is now? Obviously, there's so much made of her trying to get to 24. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Does that mean does that mean a lot or or should it not? Because well, I think it means yeah. a lot now because to her personally, she's a mom now. Mm-hmm. So I think now that she had you know her baby, I think a lot of there have been women who have been pregnant come back on the tour and won a Grand Slam like Kim Clijsters. Clijsters. But mm-hmm. I feel like. She's the queen of tennis, right? So she wants to come back and prove that she can do that. And I think she's more hungry than ever. In fact, I think she said today, like, I have, I feel like I have so much more to prove now. Like, I'm hungry. I, I practice harder. I play harder because, you know, I have a daughter, but yet I still want to prove so much, like, out there. So I think she wants to break that record, of course, but I also think she wants to show and prove to all the people out there that, you know, I'm great, but I'm really, like, the best because I can be a mom, come back and still do all this without, you know, any, you know, uncertainty or or anything like that. And I think Serena's mindset and and just like how mentally tough she is, Mm -hmm. like that gives her the motivation and the drive to do that. And that's what you have to respect. Whether you like Serena or not, you have to respect that about her because she's so motivated and so focused on that one goal now. And I really liked what she did at Wimbledon when she lost the finals. Yeah. But then she said, I did this for all the moms out yeah, there yeah. because, you know, everyone knows how hard it is. You know, I'm not a mother, you know, um, yet, but like everyone knows how hard it is, you know, to be a mom, come back to work and for her to be an athlete like, you know, and come back and do this, like, and get to the finals. I mean, she didn't win, but, it, I mean, that's an amazing thing. It was inspirational. Yeah. I, care, I mean, even as a man, for me, yeah. it, was, it was inspirational to see that. Yeah. Um, to see her do that. And I thought it represented so much for women yes. and mothers um, coming back to work. Yes. Um, and if you've watched any women do that or know women who've done that, as you said, you know how tough it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you think she does here at this U.S. Open? Well, it's interesting because she kind of got screwed in the in the um, in the draw, and she might play her sister in the the third third round. round. (laughs) And she's she has like so many uh, players in her quarter that have you know that are that are champions or are future champions, you know that or have beaten her. So I think even though they gave her a seventeenth seed, like her her road is really tough because she could possibly play her sister in the third round. I mean, years ago that used to be a final everyone. Final, yes, like yeah. this is the third round and she's going to play her sister like. So, it's a little crazy, but she is going to be um featured in opening night, which, you know, she should, you know, cuz she's Serena. Yes. Yeah. Um and, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how she does. I, I know she's hungry, you know, for um, for another title. So I want to see, you know, how, how she does that. And her daughter is so freaking cute. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She's she so is. freaking cute. I'm, I think she was in Italy not that long ago also. Right? Yes. Oh, because her, her perfect husband was like, <laughs> Serena wanted Italian for dinner, so oh, I took I her think, to Italy. I saw that. I saw <laughs> that. It made all of us feel horrible. Yes, exactly. I saw that post. But, and, <laughs> yeah. You know what my problem with that post is, though? Because then other women get ideas. and it's like, oh. <laughs> Hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah. Women should be treated like that. If we want a, pa- a bowl of pasta, we should be brought to Italy. All the way to Italy. <laughs> Yo, hey, I, I'm in the mood for, for Mexican food. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to what? Tijuana. Yeah. After that post, they had like Marguerite looking at me like, what you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it made all the men out there feel bad. That's why I, I say he's the perfect I husband. Get, I was like, damn, I didn't get dinner from Italy. Man. Yeah, no, it's I'm, true. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing good. it that we have, we have plenty of Italian food throughout New York City. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the oh, way, yeah, speaking of but food, yes. went to the food tasting at the U.S. Open too a couple oh, of days yeah, ago. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yes. The must food that I think anyone listening and you guys should definitely if you try, go if you Open, go at right. the U.S. Open, is the Fuku Burger, which is the Mama Fuku uh, yeah. brand, <laughs> um, which is like this amazing chef, David Chang. He's the, He has Mama Fuku noodle bars like uh, all over yes, the city. Yes, 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 yes. So he has um, a concession. Um, Fuku's actually everywhere now. Like yeah. It's like a, more of a fast food of his brand. Yeah. Um, they have a Fuku burger. It is like this delicious... Um, you know, cheeseburger with this like kind of English muffin like bun, but it's not exactly an English muffin. It's mm. softer. Um, it is so delicious and juicy, and it's so good. Really? So you have to try that. Yeah, I saw that they had like a lot of seafood ribeye at the food tasting event. Uh, yeah, yeah, they had seafood. Although lobster. I don't know if I would get seafood when you're at, at the, the U.S. Open. I would. Yeah. I'm not a big seafood guy. I only only like fish, especially and shrimp. sporting events. That that oh, thing yeah. can get rotten. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. You could be yeah, running yeah, to the bathroom. bathroom. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You don't want that. I go for the default chicken sandwich. Yeah. How was? Did you do Taste of Tennis this year? I did not do Taste of Tennis because okay. I had to work. But okay. um, so, but I did the the U.S. Open tasting the same day of Taste of Tennis. Okay. So I couldn't. I don't think I could have bared like two big helpings of a Taste Michelle of Tennis. Michelle and I and Michelle's husband, we were at Taste of Tennis a couple of years ago. I was working. At the, were you working? Or you just didn't have the food. I just went there to have the food. <laughs> I, was, I, I was working. Then I was done. And Michelle was like, "Oh, well, you're done. You got to come over and have some food." And I had some food and some drinks. Husband, so much good food there too. You got to do that one time. Taste yeah. of tennis. Taste of tennis. It's oh good. yeah, so much good food. But so only for the food, like a savage. No, like no, you can good go to there network and, and yeah. network and see oh, the players. I, I need to do that. They have yeah. a kick-ass goodie bag. Don't forget to get that when you goodie leave. Goodie bag. Yeah. Right. What's yeah. in the goodie bag? It's like a like a blender or something. A blender. Like, yeah, yeah. Some, something like really cool, like a juicer or something. Oh, yeah. I need that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it was good. I had a good time, and it was there. And I actually met Serena. I actually shook Serena's hand. There you go. I was there, so that was cool. We've crossed paths at the U.S. Open two years ago. I remember that. Yeah. I knew yeah. I knew it was her from very far away because people were like running up with their, and I was a production assistant, yeah. so I'm not allowed to like, Right, you know. right. But uh, a lot of people were just walking up with their phones out and I just saw hair. Yeah, I yeah. I saw hair walking to me and then I'm like, oh, that's as it got closer, I'm like, oh, right, right. Her. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, like, so that's, that's, that's the real thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be real interesting. All right, we're going to take a quick break because we have Michelle for a couple more minutes. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, the men's side also uh, report. Go Rafa! You're rooting for Rafa. I know you're Rafa. You're a Rafa fan. I know that. Um, I almost bought his pink sneakers. Really? He's gray and pink sneakers. What? I wanted, I wanted a pair of pink Are sneakers. Are you no, not a Rafa fan? I'm leaving the no, show. I'm not, I'm not anti-Rafa. <laughs> I, I do lean more to Federer. I kind of have been. I mean, I don't have anything against Federer, but I, I'm a Rafa fan. Okay, we'll get into why. I'm yeah. a Jokovic. We'll, 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 we'll get into Oh, <laughs> I'm leaving, the, I'm okay. leaving now. We're gonna, I said I met him oh, once. Oh, okay. Wow. Real serious here. We'll get into that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back on A Hard to Tell podcast. <laughs> it ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via Public. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting Tee Public online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash t.pub backslash lic backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official Backpack Broadcasting here today.
Welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca, and our guest for the second time here on the show, Michelle Yu of SNY. Now, Michelle, before we went to the break, you let us know that you are a huge fan. I am. Of Rafa. Love Rafa. You love Rafa. In fact, my friends say, like, you're such a huge Rafa fan that you married a man named Rafa. So, so we... (laughs) 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 So, when you think about that, I guess... Does that make me creepy or does that make me just a hardcore I, fan? I don't know, but I, didn't realize this but I love my husband for who he is, not because his name is Rafa. So, yeah, I yeah, see. Next time, next time I meet your husband, we're going to have to I'm going to talk yes, about that. Yes. What is, what is your issue with Rafa? Nothing. I have no wife. You have an oh, issue I, with Rafa. Let's talk about that. Why are you not a Rafael Nadal fan? I have no issue with him. I think he's great. He's a fantastic player. All right, all right. I just thought it was interesting just, that you were willing to cop his shoes. I didn't know that you were I, not not shoes. not because not because it were his shoes. I just wanted a pair of pink sneakers. I still do. Uh okay. and I liked his. They were gray and they yeah. had a pink in the bottom. You I was guys like, got me pegs for being like, <laughs> like I mean, yeah. And he's R- cool. Rafa's the, very cool. Yeah. The, the U.S. Yes. Open that I did, he had that great match with who was the guy that beat him? Pui. Oh Luka yeah. Pui. Okay, yeah. That was yeah. Two, two years ago. Two, that was two years, years yeah. ago. Yeah. That was yeah. a good match. Yeah. Rafa's. You know why I love Rafa? I'll tell you why. Because I play tennis, as you know. Yeah. And like the way he fights on the tennis court is like like no other. Like he base when he's down. He'll still chew your like lunch bag, right? This is this is the analogy I use. He'll chew your lunch bag knowing that he can't get the sandwich, but he'll chew it and annoy you until you just let go of that lunch bag and he'll just eat the whole thing up right in front That's of you. That's the kind of person I like though. You know, I that, like, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that about you him. Like, like if that. you're a sports fan, you just love watching yes. that kind of athlete. Because you know he I mean? fights exactly. and he plays he says he plays every point like his life depended on it. That's my favorite quote from him is, of is, all time. Does that make you even like him more coming back from all the injuries he's had to deal with? Absolutely. Absolutely. And trying to fight his way. And he's really he's fought his, really way, back. Fought his way back. I mean, he won the French Open 11 times, which yep. is <laughs> insane. Um, and I just think, you know, he works hard. He's a, he's a guy that truly works hard. And for anyone that knows what it's like to be a tennis player and to come back from an injury and to fight back to get match play and come back to the top like it's it's like a such a hard thing and i admire that so much about him like everyone's like oh you think he's so hot and that's why you like him i'm like no it's nothing to do with that like it's nothing to do with that like i just admire just like people admire serena williams and her grittiness and her toughness and and her and her you know tenacity it's the same thing with rafa like i think he's just such a fighter you see him on the court like he fights for every point he could be down five match points but he will not give up as you know me i'm like oh maybe we'll call Today. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how do you, how, last, last thing on him, how do you like his chances here in the U.S. Open? Um, I like his chances. I know that uh, Novak Djokovic is the favorite because he just beat Federer um, in Cincinnati and he just won Wimbledon and he beat Rafa in that really tough match yeah. in the semifinals at Wimbledon. But, you know, Rafa has a pretty good draw. Um, I mean, it's still a tough draw. He plays David Ferreira, a fellow, fellow guy from Spain in the first round, so it's a tough draw. But Djokovic and, and Federer are but, on the same side. They can, yeah. they, they can meet. And and they can meet, so you're eliminating one of them, you right. know. So, uh, you know, it's it's a tougher draw on the other side, and I think Del Pocho is also 
on that side. Yep. And he's always um, a very uh, big threat, a dark horse. So I think Rafa's chances are good as long as, you know, he is healthy and he keeps, you know, playing. I mean, he did win Toronto, which is another warm-up tournament yep. a couple of weeks ago. So I like his chances. And, of course, I'll be rooting for him. Um, of course you Of will. course I will be. And Brian will and, have on the And Brian, I'll go shopping with you with those pink sneakers, right. okay? Yeah, I could use that. <laughs> I still might get them. I'm not even playing. Oh, like, sure. <laughs> when you get them, please bring them and wear them here on the show. So sure, show, sure. Show Tag me on Instagram. We'll, we'll, we'll sure. make sure we have a picture for Michelle. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm Tag me. All I need is a couple pink shirts to go with it, and I'm good. Good for you. Real men wear pink, right? Good for you. Yeah. Yes. Is that the wrong wearing pink? Yeah. I got a couple pink shirts. Oh, I heard he's wearing sleeveless, too. Oh, oh, you think you think the U.S. Open will ban him from wearing that? <laughs> <laughs> too much skin. He's too showing much skin? too much skin. Too much skin. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know the women are gonna go crazy when he's. Yeah, Michelle's gonna go crazy. For yeah. Him. Like no, I said, go. I don't. I don't. It's not the reason why I go Gaga, <laughs> but they are nice to look they, at. They anyhow. Nice. Right. <laughs> uh, moving on in the world of sports, a lot has come out. Uh, there's a report that Jamel Hill uh, reportedly leaving ESPN. September 1st, and all of us here, fans of what she's done done in her work. But this comes after, uh, was it the president uh, at ESPN has come out and said what, Brian? Jimmy Pitaro, uh, who is a new president after uh, John Skipper has stepped down earlier this year, he basically said that he wants, essentially he said that he wants ESPN to kind of stick more to sports and mm -hmm. that they're not a political, you know, sort of thing. Uh, Jamel Hill apparently wants to, I don't know if she wants to get into politics necessarily, but it looks like she wants to have more freedom. So reports started surface, surfacing. I think it started with Jim Miller and then Sports Illustrated reported out that she's, uh, her last day is supposed to be September 1st. Mm -hmm. uh, so this will be your last week. And she apparently has her own production company with Kelly Carter uh, from The Undefeated, I believe. Yes. Where, let me see. Let me see if I could pull up the name. It is Lodge Freeway Lodge Media. Lodge Freeway Media. Lodge Freeway Media. So that's one of the things she wants to do. And I guess she just wants to do more, like, you know, uh, behind-the-camera opportunities, I read. I don't even know if that's correct. But, yeah, Jamel Hill apparently is parting ways with ESPN after this whole whirlwind of activity where, you know, she's on the six with Michael Smith. Right. Only for a little while. Then she's gone. And then Michael Smith is gone. And then she's going off to, you know, go to the undefeated and then people are like, oh, you got fired, you got fired, you got fired. And then she's like, no, I'm not. I'm still here doing Highly Questionable, doing Levitar Show, doing all these other mm -hmm. programming. Now it's kind of the same thing where her mentions are getting fired up with, haha, you got fired, this, this, and that. And people don't really know any better. But the reality of it is she's just choosing not to, I guess, continue to follow this corporate path. It seems like she wants to do her own thing. Something that I know you're all for Dexter because mm -hmm. we talked about this a lot and we're going to continue talking about that. That's like one of the themes of this podcast is to just do your own thing and be independent. So uh, I guess what are everyone's thoughts here is because Jamel Hill's one of, I guess, in our industry, one of the main, you know, figures of, you know, we really, really admire her, for example. A lot of people do. Yeah, well, I mean, and obviously for, for our guest here, Michelle, obviously being a reporter anchor and, and just seeing, you know, whether it is what you choose to do, but seeing her just leave and go, Michelle, or whatever she chooses to do, do you see that as a good thing, empowering? Um, maybe she's saying, hey, I don't want to just stick to sports. You know, what, what do you think about the whole situation here? Well, I, I think about it into uh, – there's always, you know, both sides to a story, right? Of course, I, yes. I, I think – Well, three – Right. Yes. <laughs> but here, here's here's the, the the simple, you know, answer that, you know, I have to this and my thoughts. Look, if she can afford 
to leave. Yep. And That's you know, the main thing. <laughs> then then great, good for her. Can't do that. Because you know, everybody can't do that. Right. And, and I think you know, sometimes we are st- we are so um, we don't think. Sometimes we just do things really quickly. What's the word I'm looking for? Like we are impulsive. Yes, we're very yes. impulsive. Sometimes when we do that. Well, I'm not saying that Jamel is being impulsive. I think Jamel. Well, they're they're negotiating a buyout. That's the part of it. Yeah. She's not just leaving. They're negotiating a buyout. I did read so. that, and I think the buyout was like $2.5 million. So if Jamel Hill's getting $2.5 million for the buyout, then, you know, God bless, she can leave and do whatever I mean, she wants. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> then, sure, more power to her that she can and go I'm, and, and do I that. And I think that's great. Yeah, right. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I, and she's I think, got more than that saved up, I'm sure. And I, I have a lot of respect for Jamel. I think she's a fantastic journalist, and I think she has a fantastic voice. I think as an African-American female, she really has paved the way for a lot of you know diverse conversations that have happened you know throughout the gamut in sports, and I think it's wonderful. And I think it's wonderful that she has set an example for, you know, for others to speak out on topics that they feel strongly about. I mean, you know, obviously the president was a big uh, topic Mm -hmm. with her and that was one of the big issues with ESPN that they wanted to censor her and they wanted not her not to speak up, you know, her mind. But at the end of the day, you know, we live in America, you know, we have a freedom to speak our mind and I'm sure there are limitations to what you can or cannot say. You probably can't say, you know, curse words or, you know, or or call people certain names, but you have an opinion. You can say whether or not you think something is right or that's what sports talk is. That's what table talk is. That's what mod like, you know, people do um, you moderate, you know, uh, panels for, you know, this, this, that's what it's about. And I think, you know, she probably felt I don't want to be censored and I don't blame her. She wants to have her opinion and have her thought. And I think a lot of her success has had to do with the fact that she has been so opinionated. Yeah. So why should she feel she should give that up because, you know, she wants to stay at ESPN? I feel like in order no, to I agree, be, I agree with you yeah. completely. Yeah, I feel like in order to get to a certain level, especially if you're her, you kind of have to walk the line. Like I remember years ago when she was just a columnist, she got suspended for 30 Mm -hmm. or 60 days for writing something. Uh, I don't know if it was about Chris Bosh or something like that, but yeah, like you're going to walk that line. And now it's a little different because this isn't just she disagrees with the president. This is not some typical president that we've had. This is a celebrity president who is a little a lot more upfront than other people we've had mm-hmm. and the discussion who asks for controversy right. every day right you know yeah, i think that needs to be noted and that yes. matters in the con- yes yeah and it's not and and he responds back yes. by the way and i think ESPN just wants to like we don't want right. any parts of this we right. just want to go about our business but Jamel Hill's like no like i want this fight because i feel like she understands not that i'm want to speak for her but she understands that this isn't about democrats and republicans and nor right is and it left. just nor is it just it's about a, her. it's about morals right. it's about right versus wrong it's about what you know what. and the voice for the people yeah that's that's what that's, that's what and that's something i want to say when it's more than her it's a voice for the people as you brilliantly brought up how she's empowering other women minority women and American yeah but you know especially i mean listen any minorities looking up at jamel hill what any of us that are sitting here in this room and seeing her, what she's done yeah. you know you have to be like hey she's been a voice she's been true to herself yeah and if leaving as you said is true to herself and she can afford to do so Go ahead. Much, much Absolutely. props to her. Go ahead. Absolutely. It's, much it's, props it's, to her. It's, it's a different world now where there's not just one or two places that should be the final destination to make money. Like, especially right. now and with the help of social media, but just the way the world is set up, 
you have a lot of different avenues to get to where eventually you want to get to. Well, why should you be silenced and not make money from it? Like, you know what Mm. I'm saying? Like, you can make Ah, money and not be silenced. You know, (laughs) that's that's what America is about. We don't live in prison. You know, (laughs) it's 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 not like uh, you were, you know, living in North Korea where everything Mm -hmm. is you know, obviously censored and you can't say X, Y, or Z, we're here because we can provide a voice for people and change happens with voices being heard. I so, feel like that's the whole battle with creative versus corporate, though. Corporate wants to, you know, a yeah. lot, not all corporate, but a lot of corporate wants to give you money but there's to a shut fine up line. and give you and, and suppress is. you. And then creative wants to be like, no, I want the freedoms to do this. Well, this the problem is some of these corporate, uh, they have ties with certain and other interests which may include the president yeah. and other people and sometimes they don't want to upset yes. those interests that they have so they're going to try to suppress the yeah. voice to a certain I do, degree. I do agree there's a line though. There's like, a line. You know, there's like, a fine line. Like for example if 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 not, this is not a great example but if somebody <laughs> of you know that stature wanted to get into porn you know, the company's probably going to have an issue Brian just took this conversation to a whole other level, everyone. (laughs) A whole different place. So it's like... That's what you were thinking? um, There's a line, right? I I, I get your point. There's a line and more. There's a line and more. (laughs) A lot more. You know what I mean? This is a family podcast, Brian. Sometimes. Somewhat it is, I guess. I mean, (laughs) is it though? I don't know. I don't know. You're but if you're listening with your family, we really appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. on a side note, though, yes. another reason why I love Jamel. So one of my athletic appetites, she uh, she actually was hosting with the, le- the it was on the Levertine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you see I that? I saw this. I saw she, you repost this. Yeah, she um, she wanted the Stefan Marbury piece, like mm-hmm. the clip of it. She wanted, she told everyone to watch. She thought it was really interesting. The oh. one where I made Hot Pot. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, saw that. I, I said, I said, thanks, Chabelle. She's like, yeah, I, did, I had something to do with it, but yeah, she's so she's so cool in my book. Nah, she's she's, she's on the the very high on the list of people that I need to meet. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I and I haven't met her, but uh, I love her work. So I'm glad. I love her work. Too. I think I've we all I think we all agree and wish yeah. her the best <laughs> in whatever she does next with yes. Lodge Freeway Media. We will support that. Hopefully, her. they have openings. Ryan Ryan angling for work. Michelle, I know. You had limited time. We want to thank you for coming up here again. First person to come up here two thank times. Thank you. That is so nice. We re- I hope you lo- you like the new space. I Got love the, the new studio, space. So it might need a little AC, but <laughs> it's um, it's a great space. I love it. Yeah. No, it's 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 really great. We like being here. Thank you so much. Uh, anything new coming up with you that you yeah, should let yeah. people What's, know about? Um, aside from, you know? U- aside from the U.S. Open, of course. No, I mean, <laughs> everything's kind of, you know, I've had a lot of stuff new already going on. So, like, yeah. it's just, you know... I just have to keep up with it. Just got to keep it going and yeah. keep, keep it rolling. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, everybody, you that. can check Michelle out. Uh, she has a show, Athletic Appetites. That's on SNY. You can also see her hosting Sports Night sometimes. All the Do, time all, nowadays. All, all, <laughs> <laughs> they've been keeping you real busy lately, yeah, right? Yeah, they have. Give Michelle a break and let her cover some US Open. <laughs> follow me on Instagram, Michelle UTV. Yeah. There you go. Make sure you can follow her there. That's it for episode 40. We didn't even give an athlete number for oh, this. We oh, to oh, do real quick, real quick, real we'll quick. We'll let Michelle choose it. Number 40. All right, so we got Mike Allstott. Uh, we got, do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? No, you know I don't what know what We always pick our right, athlete's so. jersey number to represent the episode. Oh, well, we of pick course one. we're picking Jordan 23. Well, no, it's, it's the episode number's 40, so it has to oh, go with that. Oh, I see, yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah. And we were so, not picking Jordan for 23. So these are... <laughs> Wait, I think you were 23, right? 
Yeah. Oh, oh snap. you were 23. Yeah, but we didn't start doing it until 30. So when yeah. we get to 123, we'll, we'll have you back. Okay. And then, back yeah. And maybe you were 23. You were episode 23. I mean, we have big plans. So, uh, all right. So, <laughs> Mike Allstott, uh, James Hasty, former Jets yep. running back, yep. uh, Harrison Barnes, you, sorry, Udonis Haslam, Sean Kemp, Bill Lambeer, Kurt Thomas, Bartolo Colon. We're not picking this one, but I put it there anyway. Madison Baumgartner, uh, <laughs> and Deontay Wilder because he has 40 wins. Who do we pick? Yeah, who's your who's your pick? We pick Sean Kemp. See, I'm with okay. you. Yeah. Sean Kemp. I agree. Yes, I agree. Why, Sean you know Kemp. why? Because Sean Kemp has my favorite nastiest in-game dunk when he oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> the dude and pointed at him. Best ever. So was that Sean the Kemp Chris and Detlef? That was yes. Was that the Chris Gatling one? Uh, no, that was uh, last the guy's name was Liston. I can't remember his first name. Okay, that he dunked on. Okay, yeah, but it was pretty but bad. That was great. All right, yeah. so we agree on Sean Kemp. Oh, Sean Kemp. All right, so Sean Michelle, Kemp, you is the Sean Kemp episode. Yeah, and you, the, the previous one was the Jordan episode because it was twenty three. It's all about the NBA. You know, I love it. Yeah, you know, we I, you know I love it too. Right. That would be a funny. Uh, that would be an interesting athletic appetite. All right, oh, Sean yeah. Kemp. We have Sean <laughs> Kemp. All right, Michelle. So we, we'll, we'll have you back on for a third time at some point. I love it. Thank you so much. Some point in the future. Thank you so much for joining us. That's it for episode forty of the Hard Tell Podcast for. Brian Fonseca and Michelle Yu. I'm Dex Henry. Peace, guys. Bye.